0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned.
1: Hey there, good citizens of Gotham. You are listening to The Dork Knight, where each episode we discuss a different facet of the Batman. Things like his rogues gallery, awesome gadgets, and so much more. We tackle everything from the comics to the movies, TV, video games, you name it. If it's Batman, we'll cover it. Welcome to our inaugural episode of the show, and uh, we're going to kick it off uh, with some awesome discussion about our favorite facets of the Batman. So today's episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, where you can get awesome flavors like Death by Chocolate, my absolute favorite, and also brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkinning.com. Make sure you check out some awesome shows like Retro Red Octopus, Still Token With, or Wicked Horror Show. And you know what? Some days you just can't get rid of the bomb. Here we go. And all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Uh, Okay, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Uh, Hey, good citizen, I welcome you to The Dork Knight, a show where we take a deep dive into the Batman throughout the ages. Uh, This is not an issue-by-issue show, but we will discuss important storylines and events from The Dark Knight. And today, we're going to be talking about the 2021 two-part movie based on the 13-issue series from 1996 through 1997 called The Long Halloween and uh with us today we have justin cooper how's it going my friend going great leo how you doing doing great brandon powerful brandon
0: hello how are you guys doing
1: doing great doing great This is going to be a fun time. This is uh, issue zero. We're doing a dry run for the dork night. uh...
0: It's the preview issue that that comes in the back of the wizard magazine. Exactly. That's a a magazine that used to cover uh, comics culture back in the 90s, kids. You should
1: check it out sometime. I still have a a bunch of those from the nineties and they're still sealed too. So they're probably like, I literally,
0: remember my very first comment when I found out that wizard magazine was, was being shuttered, they were, they were just ceasing everything. I actually had years and years worth of wizard and it was all stacked up on a shelf inside of the bathroom that my brother and I had to ourselves down in the basement that we shared. It was all finished. And it was just, like, stacked, like, super high. And you could just grab any issue of Wizard from, like, all those years and just be like, oh, man, we were really way off in 1995, huh? it was That She-Hulk movie was not happening. And uh, as soon as they made the announcement, I, I literally went on. I think it was, like, MySpace, like, at that point in time. I was <laughs> just like, Wizard Magazine is being shut down. There goes 26 years of bathroom reading right down the drain.
2: On the, on the plus side, um, I mean, they couldn't possibly tell any more people about how good Preacher was, so because they really liked Preacher.
0: So really, I wish somebody had told fucking Seth Rogen and Evan Goldsberg about it, because maybe they would have actually read the fucking comic before they made the show. <laughs> maybe they should have. They should have subscribed to Wizard. They they really could have used reading issues 102 to the last issue of Wizard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, too, there was nothing more important in 1996 when this when this book came out, than Wizard, like it was the biggest. I don't even think we had Toy Fair then, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like like Wizard was like the big deal. And of course, they had like big time coverage of anything that had Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale on it, you know, but this this was pretty much the one that I think kicked them all off, wasn't it? Because It was so, before yeah. the, the Marvel series were doing like the uh, like the. Like the Spider-Man Daredevil Blue, Yellow. Daredevil Yellow, which which is actually my favorite think, of the bunch. I think,
0: wasn't Daredevil Yellow the first Marvel one they had done?
2: It may have been. Because yeah, because then there was Spider-Man they had Blue. They done Long
0: Halloween, and then they did Superman for all seasons, I think.
2: And then they did Wolverine and Gambit, which was a thing that happened. You guys read oh, that Oh, man, thing?
0: I missed that Gambit series. Whatever. Yeah. The fuck it was. Oh, nuts.
2: It, it um... It's, it's one of those things they're like, let's try to catch lightning in a bottle again. And it's like, oh, I just. Oh,
0: well, I mean, if Storm was helping them, they could they could do that. Well, yeah, here's it's, that is a she very fair powers, point. Guys, <laughs> yeah. she can she can zap the jars.
2: That's kind of I was thinking of the Witcher when you said that. So, <laughs> you know,
0: which Why, like just chucking coins at people.
2: <laughs> no, no. Like they she had to catch Jennifer. had to catch lightning in an actual bottle. So I was just thinking, yeah
0: oh yeah oh, okay i got you I got now you. i'm
2: thinking of jim croce but that's time in a bottle so i digress <laughs> so <laughs> nothing uh, beats a good jim croce
0: reference bye, right guys <laughs> uh
1: so today we're not talking about the uh long halloween actual book we're going to save that for another issue uh but uh we're talking about the two-parter movie So, based on the critically acclaimed graphic novel Batman, Lieutenant Gordon, and D.A. Harvey Dent, race against the calendar as it advances toward the next ill fated holiday. Yes. Uh, So, uh, this is produced by Jim Craig and uh, Kimberly Moreau, uh, written by Tim Sheridan, based on Batman Along Halloween, issues one through 13, written by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Jensen Ackles is Bruce Wayne. Naya Rivera is Selena Kyle, uh, also known as Catwoman. Not too many people may know that.
0: What? <laughs> uh,
1: Josh Duhamel is Harvey Dent, and Billy Burke is James Gordon, uh, and uh, Titus Welliver is Carmine Falcone. And um, great character actor he is.
0: I didn't look it up on purpose. I, I knew that you were going to cover who the voices were, but it was killing me while I was watching the movie. Like, Whose fucking voice is that?
2: We we literally said before you got on, um, I better pull up the IMDB because Brandon's going to be all over these actors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, thank you. I
2: think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we we
1: There is one that w- was throwing me off and we'll talk about it in a little bit, uh, but just to uh, finish it off, uh, David uh, Dasta.
0: Maltian
1: Dusmaltian. M- yep. Dust was uh no Jr. IMDB right?
0: up in front of me, by the way, guys. David Dust yeah, guy from Ant Man and a couple episodes of the Flash is Abracadabra. And he's and also gonna... an episode of uh Almost Human.
1: He's gonna be Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad.
0: Yep, and yeah, uh, I love him. wasn't he also, he in, was the also night? in the dark Knight? Dark yep. Knight. Yeah fuck I mean great job, Justin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Troy Baker is Joker, and I could have sworn it was Mark Hamill. Uh, it's very it Hamill-esque.
0: I knew it wasn't yeah. like th- there's just a couple instances throughout it. Like he's very good, yeah, but he he goes to his voice is clearly of a slightly higher register than Mark Hamill's, and you can hear that when he hits some of the higher, uh, the higher n- notes per se, like the higher peaks of some of the words he's when he's going like full manic. Uh, however, I will say he delivers uh, one of the best Joker lines I've heard in just about anything. And it, it, the reason I say it's it's not because it was like badass or, or anything like that. It's just, it was perfectly Joker. And it was when he was walking away from Carmine Falcone and he made a little joke and he was like, Ha! uh kill me and like legitimately just keeps laughing to himself like like a real chuckle like (laughs) like he was it was genuine which from the joker is like not something you get very often and i found myself impressed by it i was like shit like
2: there's a lot of little moments like that with these characters in this they pack a lot into a short period of time and I, I think that like you're you're hitting on like one of those things I definitely want to talk about is uh, like the influence of the Joker in the film and he's not even in it for like the first three quarters of it pretty much right so yeah
0: although I was I was thrown off uh, when it started because um, from like I, I I mean I I'm pretty sure I'm familiar with most of the characters and stuff but I I wasn't I was a little iffy on the motivations of like the titular character because. I didn't see, I didn't see like pearls or a dark alley or uh, I believe one of those wacky Japanese uh, monsters named Mothra. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, Martha. <laughs> Sorry, I was way off. Um, Actually, now I didn't I'm see just see any of that. And from what I understand, those are things that you need to see.
2: I'm um, looking through the comic right now. to Whenever a see guy if they wears
0: a bat costume,
2: <laughs> hold on. Uh, I, I think you I think you might be right in that this is one of the few ones that doesn't retell the origin story. However, I will say this. You've got that scene right in the beginning where uh, Carmine Falcone is talking to Bruce. And, you know, he's reminding him of his father and his lineage and stuff like that. Now he and his father helped uh, build that um, that hospital together. So there is some throwback aspect of that, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. No, uh, no pearls and Joe Chill and all yeah, that stuff. So. I mean,
0: I, I'm I'm all about. people... That's a good
2: pickup, actually. That they're not retreading that.
0: Yeah, but on the see, on the other side of it though, they did something like I actually was very happy to see that they didn't put that in. I mean, I'm just poking fun at the every other fucking version of Batman out there. Um, but... Try reading
2: either Daredevil or X Men. It's the same thing. <laughs> It, yeah, I'm a, oddly I'm enough, the books I read. So, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I like to be reminded of an
0: origin every once in a while. You know, every issue. <laughs> why, why do I like this character again? Yeah. What Do I relate to them in any way? How do <laughs> they get this started? Oh, bitten by a spider, just like me all the time. <laughs> Deathly allergic. Very different reactions we've had. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. <laughs>
0: um but the something else that they did in the story that i actually didn't dig on and it was it wasn't necessary like you can show bruce slash batman's frustration and vexation with trying to figure out who holiday is i do not i do not like green eggs and ham no I, i do not like the fact that He's sitting there in the Batcave talking to Alfred, and he's just like, I never expected to have to be a detective. All right, fuck you, man. Fuck you. You are the Dark Knight detective. Like, why, why is Batman saying these words in this order in a sentence in Interesting. thing? I this is, fucking Leo like and
2: I it. were talking about this earlier. Yeah. You <laughs> know, um, yeah, that's funny that you, you kind of went to the opposite reaction that we went to. For for me, I'm thinking. Oh, clearly,
0: I'm right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, no, it's just your perspective. So, but um, it's it's a problem that Batman, a very young Batman, can't solve with his fists, and it's frustrating. And you see where he's starting to have to evolve, and it's interesting because this is almost a a continuation of Batman Year One, using the same you know um, the same actors too, because Jensen Ackles was the Batman in that. You know, and um, I'm kind of surprised because they had him as the uh, the Red Hood then we hadn't heard from him in a while. And it's like now they bring him back. So (laughs) it's like, all right, we've got almost like you could almost fit that into this animated world. And now we got this.
0: Jensen Ackles is just very lucky that they had really good like pop filters and windscreens because the only way he was going to sound like Batman, the way he did in that movie was just if he was this close to the microphone. Because yeah. Jensen Ackles, when he tries to, when he gets louder, his voice gets higher, and he sounds like a fucking meathead. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh like, seriously, no like the whole all. time. Like, like the whole time. Like, when you think you, you ever watch Supernatural, it's like, pie, pie. And it's like, dude, you're trying too hard to sound gritty. Like, we can hear that that's not what you sound like. Like, stop. And when I heard he was cast as Batman's voice for this, I was like, How's that gonna work out? And then I heard him like, oh because he's like this the whole time. I I thought he I, was good, I, Alfred. I always I always knew that I was going to fight crime on the street level, but I never expected to have to be. And they they have like, it's six, like what, what do you mean you didn't expect to be a detective? Now. Didn't you train with the fucking guy who is the world's <laughs> greatest detective? You dick! Why did you go to him? Why exactly? <laughs> so, it, listen, I get the, I get the trying to show like a young bruce wayne like trying yeah. to come to terms with something bigger than he ever anticipated but w- the way they characterized it in this movie was not good they should never have batman say i never expected to be a detective that's that's crap he absolutely expected to be a detective that's why he trained with the world's greatest detective it's so he could learn how to investigate crimes like it It's just a weird choice, and I don't know why they put it in there as such. You could have had the same scene and had Bruce say different things that convey that same, like, you know, sense of of dread and, and, you know, uh, hopelessness in the situation. It doesn't have to be like, I always thought I was just going to dress up like a bat and drive a car and then arrest the drug dealers. But now I have to find killers of mafia peoples. What do I do, Alfred? Uh, what? Didn't you? You fucking trained with a guy. You you know this shit. You have a you have a fucking state of the art forensics lab in the the goddamn Bat Cave, rivals shit you'd find at Quantico.
2: <laughs> and that's the thing too. They don't go into some of those aspects as much. Like we see, we see the big screen, and he definitely has the computer. But this is like, I don't know, like I feel like the way that they're doing is they're trying to sow seeds of doubt within him because in this story, like the essence of the story is he's wrong. And he's constantly wrong and he's pointed in these different directions. He's like, Oh, it's gotta be Julian Day. It's gotta be the calendar man. Oh, it's gotta be it's gotta be uh, Albert Alberto, right? Alberto was his name. So yeah. it's like in all of these sort of red herrings lead him wrong. And this is this is one of those things. It's it's like Hush in the aspect that, you know, it's very fast paced and you're like, It's this guy, it's this guy, it's this guy. So that that's kind of like um that the main thing of this uh story the batman long halloween is it's a mystery and he's forced to, to solve it i definitely i get what you're saying though about the line and you know to some part i kind of agree with you you know maybe they could have done it better and had it uh, said better
1: well or or maybe have it in a different setting so we were talking previously where um i just read batman uh earth one volume three and this year is it you know uh, have you guys read volume one or two
0: i have volume one uh but i've have, i've have not read it yet i have read um superman volume earth one volume one okay. um and green lantern
2: i just yeah i just actually finished the green lantern one myself
0: yeah sorry right? waiting for the booster gold one but you know whatever. <laughs> i wish for real,
1: uh, but basically it, it's a retelling of like you know um, the beginning of Batman. So a matter of fact, in in volume three they're trying to f- I, I think volume two or volume three they're trying to figure out where to put like uh, the Bat Cave, you know, and, and he comes finally the the, the, finally
0: settled on the gigantic cave beneath his house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's where we can put the Bat cave. Oh, it's right there in front of us the whole time.
1: Actually, they put it in uh, Gotham. In, in in like the sewers of Gotham. Okay. So uh and he's um, like a Ninja Turtle Killer Croc actually becomes an ally and helps him out.
0: Oh. So he's like Leatherhead. Yeah, he's there you go go go. The the, I stuff. like all this stuff. So yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> if you guys have ever played the Arkham series video games too, it's like he has a backup cave right outside of Arkham, yeah. which was I'm like Yes, that is the thing you
0: should have been doing from the friggin' beginning. <laughs> I feel like that's an idea that they cribbed from uh, Cataclysm and No Man's Land. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I remember reading that series, and, uh, you know, I am I'm, I'm am I, I dip in and out uh, for, for Batman. Like, I come, I stay for a little while, and then, you know, I, I reach a point where I'm like, oh, it's time to be... Hideous. So you dipped oh, out for Trail. Bruce Wayne Murderer?
2: You I dipped did. out. That was the worst run of Batman I have ever read. Yeah, it looked it, it and it, it, it was, it was just like, who is this character? You do not like get this stanker. character at all. Yeah. So, and I think it, I want to say it was like Matt Fraction or something that was Ooh. doing it, or or Brew Baker. I think Brew Baker was was the one who was writing it. And I'm just like, this is not great. And all so, he all he has is an unfriendly Batman that is just screwing people over. So, so instead of bringing was...
0: their a game, they brought the a eh game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when was that run?
2: That run would have been right after no man's land. So you, you go from Greg Rucka to Ed Brubaker. So it was, you're looking at, this is, uh, leading up to, um, leading up to hush actually. So it would have been 2001 through 2002 ish.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say it's like 99 to 2002.
2: Um, 99 was the tail end of, uh, uh, no man's land no man's land yeah i i, and I only know this because i recently sold that entire run so. i thought
0: 99 <laughs> the entirety of 99 was no man's land cause it was yeah all the way like through 2000 and then year, it, yeah yep because the cataclysm and catac- before cataclysm that and before that and, and, and then no man's before man's land. that
2: was contagion and you know it's
0: like yeah i i didn't i didn't uh, tune in for contagion because you, uh I didn't why would care. you yeah <laughs> Once again, like I looked at it and I was like, oh, that that looks like it sucks out loud. uh, Hard pass. Uh,
2: I'll tell you, though, if if looking back fondly on on certain stories, uh, No Man's Land would be one that I would look back on and be like, you know what? I like this. There's a lot of good stuff here. It's not perfect, but I mean, you, you could pick out stuff from that that's even seen. Like, like we're saying in the video games and influences from that, even show up in in things like these animated movies. So, absolutely, I
0: mean, that's the that's where I thought I developed, uh, you know, just like a total badass, like fist pumping, uh, affinity to uh, Cassandra Kane. Like, she's absolutely cool ass yeah. character, and like just the bit they're able to do with her being in Gotham and then also where they touch upon like who her parents are, like her lineage. And uh, it's just like, it was, it was pretty cool. And um, I I mean that same feeling for that character, like carried over when I I met Echo out of the pages of Daredevil, Um, two very similar characters, at least in in initial concept um, and how they execute uh, their fighting styles for the most part. One's more anticipatory, and the other photogenetic, but still, um, it's it's you know, the, two these, really compelling characters. Yeah, too. one can't speak, one can't hear, but you know they both take your ass out like without breaking a sweat, like <laughs> like throw your ass across the room and give them a quick whiff as they walk by, and they still smell just like ivory soap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a question for you guys in, in watching uh, Long Halloween. I think it's Alberto, the son, uh Falcone's son with the the glasses and yep. uh yep. you know where his father says uh, uh he's always doing crossword puzzles. No, they're they're uh uh what did he say? They're logic puzzles. Logic, logic puzzles. puzzles, yeah. Um I could have sworn uh and, and I'm looking up the character right now, but I could have sworn that was Neil Patrick Harris' voice in him, but it's not.
2: Jack Quaid. So we get we get the main character from the boys and um, lower decks, Star Trek, lower decks.
1: Yes. Yep. So,
2: yeah, that's in and and I'm with you because it does not sound like Jack Quaid at all. And uh, he did a really good job on this.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, So uh, just looking at the key characters, obviously, Batman, Catwoman, uh, Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Dent, Alfred, uh, Barbara and James Gordon as uh, little kids. James before he becomes a psycho. Yeah. Uh, Calendar Man, Joker, Carmine Falcone, Uh, and I think that's what I have for like the main characters, Uh, except for the uh, two of the red herrings: Um, the Alberto, uh, which we mentioned earlier, and uh, Harvey's wife,
0: Gilda. Gilda, yeah. Everybody's favorite fucking party guest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) fucking christ dude like listen i I like her haircut (laughs) if anybody i mean if anyone is checking this out and you've never read the book you know and you've just seen this one this part one of the animated movie that they're doing all together um, I'm sorry about Gilda in this movie, gang, because this is not the same kind of character that we were given from the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale book. Uh, she was clearly much like quieter and lonelier, just like a little bit of a shrinking yeah. violet in mm-hmm. the in the Jeff Loeb book. Um, and in this animated movie, uh, she is a, a fucking downer and a half man. Like she sucks the energy out of every not room. Now, conversation, every breath of everyone around her, (laughs) like she, she just sucks out loud, man. She is basically the human version of a Quaalude in this movie.
2: You you see that part where they're in the hospital, right? And um, she comes walking out of the room. Then in walks the plucky nurse who's like, hey, Mr. Dent, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you like turkey. We got the best pumpkin pie ever here. Then you see he's gone she was in there the whole time with him not being there, just like sitting in, in, in like, you know, like, uh, with her eyes. So it's like,
0: yeah, she's a fucking creep.
2: And, and I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't go into as much as they did. They showed the, the cigarettes and they showed the, uh, the wine and all that. But I mean, you talk about someone who's like, like, this is a pill popper sort of, you know, like person who's like self-medicating because, you know, they have so much stuff going on, you know, um, It's just something like that. Like that's very indicative of like the type of character that we're seeing. And she's not like she's supposed to be this all-star attorney or anything. We don't get that. Did did you guys ever read Batman uh, Black and White, the Two-Face story done by Bruce Timm?
1: No. Uh, Actually, we're going to be covering it next week on Splash Pages.
2: So I don't Outstanding, know if that was a yes or a no. From Outstanding,
0: Leo. <laughs> uh, I have
1: not read yeah. yet. All right,
2: it's um, so, so, first of all, it's it's a very adult Batman story, it goes into a lot of different things that they wouldn't do in in like a normal issue. So, it's a it fits the Batman black and white sort of uh, bad penis, sort of, sort of very much, but it's more like Two Face. <laughs> but, um, it's wait, it's really, wait, really of? a great story, <laughs> yeah, because it's Two Face, not Batman, so.
0: So is it? It's like a half. Never mind. I don't.
2: <laughs> I don't know where the acid is went. Is it like? So. Is it
0: like top and bottom or left and right? You know, never mind.
2: top, <laughs> yeah, top and bottom. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It's like a ring around the base. Oh. So. <laughs> 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 but uh, that that's a great that's a great book, and it's like in that it's kind of like an alternate version of what Brandon's talking about for um for um Harvey's wife. Yeah. So and I, um.
1: I like. I, to- scene when uh um you know gilda and barbara uh it's like the yin yang you know you had you know uh i think she was asking like how do you deal with it you know and she's all barbara's all upbeat and everything and yeah you're right she was like a total downer but to see those two views of you know just two wives that you know have these husbands that you know have devoted their lives for fighting crime it's just yeah, you know, but... one's fully supportive, and the other is like, you know, how the hell is he getting through today with that? You know, coming home that.
0: Well, you know, the the thing is, in in the store in the comic book, she she is not a character who is um how do I how do I put this? She's not like lonely. She, you know what I mean? She's not like depressed about you know her career or anything like that. But more to the point, all of that is tied up in her private relationship with Harvey. And because of the the nature of their issues, like, you know, wanting to have a family, and that could mean that is the comic book. They want to have a family, and they don't know if, if they can yet, um, but they're not even really trying because of the fact that Harvey has now just been thrust into this new public role. And that's a big part of why Gilda and Harvey uh, are so buttoned up all the time in public. Like they, they do their best to maintain appearances because Gilda would never fucking do what she did in this movie in the comic. Like that would, that, that is the kind of thing that would absolutely like hurt Harvey's fucking image. You know, it, it <laughs> just, it doesn't, it's not good press for the newly elected DA's wife to be like a fucking head case. And cause that's exactly how she came across when yeah. she was talking with Barbara. Yep. Uh, who is, you know, the wife of the fucking police captain? So, I mean, there's just like a there's some choices that were made in the differences between the two. And the the comic, I think, makes a stronger case for um like this weird impending sense of loss um yet living in sort of a a stasis of of grief over something that hasn't actually happened and like that plays very well and you can do something like that in a live action movie or an animated movie and instead they just kind of like i feel like they leaned into the easy thing which is like oh we're just gonna make her kind of like unhinged and that i think is um it's not it's not fair to the character she's she deserves more than that, and especially, like, knowing some of the things that we know about the story altogether, uh, I just don't like how that's going to play later.
2: She's kind of a lamppost in this, you know? I mean, it's, um, like, just, she's there, and she serves a purpose. She doesn't really move the plot along. She's just there, and she's someone to sound off ideas for Harvey. And if you look at it, both relationships end up unsuccessful. So you know, Barbara and um, and Jim end up getting divorced, and you know, Gilda and um, and Harvey end up uh, not being together either. So it's it's um, I, I guess it's it's also like that sense of foreboding where it's like something's so important to them, and then down the road when we see what happens to Harvey, it's like he's not gonna have he's not gonna have that uh, that rock to latch onto because all of his relationships are so fringe as it is. His best friends are Batman and Jim Gordon. And he turns to a life of crime. He's not friends with Batman or Jim Gordon, so who does he have? He doesn't have anyone. Himself. So, you know, she. So she's just kind of like in this one. They're establishing here. She is. They're trying to do that. She's sad. We'll see what happens in the next one. If she, if she just takes off.
0: I'm
1: <laughs> sad. Uh, do you think they're doing that purposely because uh, they plan a change in the storyline? You, you know.
0: Oh, I hope not. I mean, that's one of the fucking best parts of the story in the comic like i remember i remember being so so dead certain that i knew who holiday was and most people did the same thing and then we got to the end of it and it was just like oh shit like well i guess i was only about half right <laughs> you know, like that that's one of the best parts of the the whole story you know it's really what makes it um because you know it's um it's like it's hot fuzz i mean the second the first time i saw the movie hot fuzz which i love it's it's the same thing you know any luck catching them killers then (laughs) you know it's like wait a minute (laughs) yarp (laughs) yarp But yeah, like it, it, I, I hope they don't change that, and I don't think that they are just because of like what we're talking about with showing Gilda behaving the way she was in public in front of people. Uh, uh, that that's that's planting the seed, so it makes sense to like the uninitiated audience member, um, and of course, people within the story be like, oh yeah, no, I guess we should have seen it again. Yeah yeah she oh. had problems <laughs> we did we did we we should have known she was gonna throw herself and or so many of those small children off the building so so
1: so, so they're probably trying to just hit you in the face with it um
0: yeah, like subtlety like a fucking jackhammer yeah
1: well,'cause this now I just read long Halloween um. For the first time or for the first time. Oh. So so here's the Lucky thing. I, I, I watched Long Halloween. And then read it? And then read it. Ooh, that's a weird I know. A weird order of operations there. I, I, you know. Know. and then
2: when you read it, you're so much more excited by all the cool Solomon Grundy parts that show up, and you're like, This shouldn't exist, but it does, and I love it.
1: Well, it, it, I I just couldn't put it down. It, it's uh, it's really good. Yeah. So I started reading it about a couple months back, and then I got pulled away into something else. And then uh, the movie came out. I watched it, enjoyed it, and then uh, then just figured I just you know I had to read it. And I just sat up one night and just uh, read it cover to cover. Uh, and, and if memory serves, it, it's... did you also read the inside?
2: Wait, wait, done. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Uh, That was
0: easy. You guys made a big fucking deal out of it. it uh, you can't leave. You can't
1: leave that hanging out there without. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> it's, it's, it's. You know I'm slow at times. You know. It's like a bat. You know? That's
0: <laughs> not. That's not on you, Leo. That's yeah. just. That's just me. <laughs> like. I, that's like. That's that's my heroin. All right. You just had a pixie if we stick. Were, so. <laughs> if we were in person, I would be pointing at a spot on your shirt where you spilled something. But then when you look down. You would see nothing was spilled, but then I'd plink your nose (laughs) and laugh hysterically. I can't do that to you over this. So instead, I will glom onto any ambiguous statement you make. Well, I... tried lightly.
2: (laughs) We got a real joke over here.
0: (laughs) Oh, real great guy. Really seems to care about what I have no idea.
2: He wants to earn $14 the hard way.
0: <laughs> oh, why'd you call me sometime when you have no class? Uh, did you know he had a heart attack
1: on stage? I think Ronnie I did. Know that, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It, it was during uh Johnny Carson. He was on, no, was it Johnny Carson or Leno? I think it was Leno. Johnny,
2: yeah because it was um, it was earlier in uh, yeah. he was carson, still hanging out.
0: Seems, carson seems like the more likely person yeah. to have rodney dangerfield on Tonight show than than leno yeah
1: you, you can see the act he he's on stage given his performance and then he cuts it short and like just leaves and,
0: uh... <laughs> oh look at that food it's fit for a king <laughs> come here king come here you hungry <laughs> oh oh my arm i think i'm having a heart attack all right that's my time everybody good night <laughs> Yeah, I, that um, was a I real, did, real weird closing comment from Rodney today. not many people laughed.
2: There was a, a big thing with uh, Bob Saget who was doing an interview on that, and um, I, I guess they were that was they were like really, really close. So yeah. um, he he kind of fills in a little bit of what happened there. Hmm. They were family, pretty much.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll have he, to watch he, that. He... I've, yeah, I just learned about that that recently, but it, it, obviously, it's not Batman.
2: <laughs> did you Google celebrities who had a heart attack? No. Oh okay. (laughs) Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith.
0: (laughs) No, Uh, I'm certainly not closing that tab now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you close a tab, you know. (laughs)
1: Uh, okay. Click. So, um,
0: I'm sorry for our listeners. Click. <laughs> Tab so, closed. So,
1: so the book kinds of kind of leaves you thinking, you know, they kind of tell you who it is, but it, it makes you think like, you know, was it really, you know, I not to spoil it, but the two different characters or, or.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know how, how are we delving into this. Just dive in. Just yeah. do it. A. it. A. All right. Yes, uh, I mean, I definitely thought it was them. It's one of the things I really liked because it it works with the whole um, dichotomy and dual nature of Harvey Dent anyway. Uh, The fact that there would have been two of them, but also on the same team, so like two sides of the same coin. And the fact that they both were aware of what one another was doing, but tacitly acknowledged it only. Never actually brought it up, never made any moves to, to... What? So it
1: wasn't just Gilda; it was Harvey as well. Yeah. I so thought I thought it was Harvey you. and Albert, because Albert... no,
0: no, it was...
2: at the end, at the end of this, I was just looking. It's through It's been it again. it's been
0: years since I read the book. I did not read the book on purpose because I just
1: okay. wanted
2: to go
0: with the movie.
1: Yeah. No. No. Totally.
0: Albert.
2: Is it, Alberto, so is Alberto is. Alberto oh. Okay. Is part of it. So for sure.
1: Oh. So. All right. So three then.
2: Harvey. Harvey
0: finishes it. Okay. Like, okay. But I I, I couldn't see my brain like, Jesus, oh, been a long time since i read this i mean when did this come out 96 uh yeah, yeah. 95 96 yeah so i 90. i got it when i was in high school so 97 i bought the collected version like the next like yeah like the next year
1: yeah
0: and uh like this fucking thick and um i i don't I, yeah I'm 96 97 it. i've read no. it i've read it like a total yeah. of twice well, so i mean, my brain we'll... turned into it was the two of them i completely forgot that yes. I'll Good, because next victory.
2: we're talking about Dark Victory, which I liked. So there.
0: <laughs> oh wow, I I do have that, but I'd have yeah. to
1: reread that.
0: Oh, I, absolutely. I,
1: it, yeah, I, it, that's not my list to read. Is Dark Victory?
0: You're in well, for a, a treat. It's a sequel to Long Halloween. Yeah it's, it's got hope. some
2: great stuff. It's got I,
0: that going for it, which is nice.
2: I um I got to meet Tim Sale at uh one of the Terrificons down in in uh, Connecticut. You know How was where, it? where Leo and I was from. Uh, it was great. It's great. I actually had a table there right across from. Should the have soup said Johnson.
0: terrific.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know and I, I get to meet Tim Sale and all that and you know I'm talking to Tim because I was the only person there and you know. when you have them it's like all right this is my audience what i want to ask about i'm like how'd you get your idea for scarecrow because he's like i've never seen anybody else do scarecrow like that so but scarecrow doesn't show up in long halloween he shows up in dark victory you know he gets a cover image and all that and it's just like this really crazy thing he gave me this awesome long convoluted answer about how he pulled it from like a doctor who or like a bbc production or something and i'm like Ah, you know, I'm like,
0: tell me more, Tim Sale. You know, B- he B- was just BBC so happy of the Wizard of Oz,
2: something, something along those lines. He's like, oh, how about the little
0: this? fire scarecrow?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he was just so happy. No one was asking him about heroes. When's heroes coming back? When's your, You know, and it's like, Ugh. he's like, all right, yeah, let's talk about this. So. That
0: hold on, that's the question they were asking about heroes. They should have asked, when's it going to be good again? How about that one?
2: Well, this this was pre that second. Oh, this is pre season two.
1: I have to tell you, I held and that's not bad. That that
2: second series, not season.
0: Oh no, fuck that second series, (laughs) fucking right up its stupid ass. I
1: held out hope until the second series that it was gonna get good again.
0: We all
2: did, Leo. We 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 all tried. I love H R G.
0: As soon as Hero lost his fucking time traveling abilities, and he was just like. Some fucking dude living with a chick in like East Bumfuck. I was done. I was like, no. That I I didn't get why they went
2: with these other characters that were killing metahumans. I'm like,
0: why are we with
2: them? Nobody wants this storyline. Show us the people from the original show.
0: You know. Yeah, it was. It was a whole. You know what it was? It was. It was basically like like eating fucking five packs of sweet and low like yeah it, it's it kind of it kind of tastes like a snack that you might like to enjoy as a treat but it tastes really bad after you swallow it all and you still are very very hungry when all is said and done now there's a Thanks, foam heroes. on
2: your tongue and everything else tastes funny Thanks, because heroes of it. Heroes reborn
0: <laughs> for giving yeah. me cancer. That's basically what I'm saying. It's you're really so angry so because you're
2: coming cancer. down from the sugar high, and then you start like like getting angry at people and you yell at your boss and lose your job all over that. You're like, Thanks, heroes reborn.
1: <laughs> Actually, could be worse it could be Malitol. Yeah. That's true.
0: But honestly, like if you were being a full-blown fucking douche nozzle. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? he like, fuck you, man. I just watched Heroes Reborn. I'd be like, what do you mean you just watched Hero- Heroes Reborn? Had you not fucking seen it before? No? All right, no, I get it, man. You just yep. do your thing. There you go. And, you know, <laughs> I'm here if you want to talk. <laughs> I'm going to go come down and watch season <laughs> you know, three. Say, no, say, no. <laughs> say, say what you need to say. Just remember, you know, don't swing on anybody. You know, just uh, if they swing on you first, then, then it's okay. But otherwise <laughs> – have fun hating on that, because that shit sucked. Later. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, Leo. Do you know who was in Heroes season one?
1: Uh, do me. Do you
2: remember who played Linderman in um, season one? Yes, I believe that was uh, Mister Malcolm McDowell. I wonder oh, what yeah. he would sound like on our podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> oh man, I'm not doing it right now.
2: With okay, the mighty Casey can't do it
1: on command.
0: Okay. I'll- <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> All right. That All
2: was right. one of my classic setups.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, and, and just to rewind a little bit, that Malitol uh, comment, if you want to read the funniest shit you'll ever read, go on to Amazon and look at the um, gummy bears with Malitol. They sell it in a five-pound bag. You eat a handful of these, you're going to be shitting your brains out.
0: Wow. So weight loss, gummy bears, you say.
1: And it comes in a five pound bag i remind you so it's, wow. it's like, like it, it five it's five like a, love that a
2: joker bag. <laughs> joker gummy bears
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the craziest things was this guy's talking about <laughs> uh, how his wife got him these jelly beans uh not jelly beans the like gummy bears by mistake and uh he's in construction and <laughs> he said he's on the roof when they kicked in <laughs> oh no <laughs> And I tell you, you you have one past the allotted serving size, you will not be feeling good. It, wow. it, it, it it is potent shit. But yeah, if you wanna potent shit indeed. <laughs> you wanna read something funny, just read the comments on the uh the gummy bears for uh the maltology. I guess
0: this <laughs> makes sense because that guy is definitely he was definitely wishing he had a bathroom
1: yes <laughs> I, I love that
2: direction you were going in because i was going to go in this direction and be like guys i hate to tell you this but um i do have a word from our sponsor today that's right the dork knight is brought to you by Melatol. <laughs>
0: fuck <laughs> oh is it uh sweet
2: yeah it's
1: sweet <laughs> it sure is <laughs> uh, well well speaking of a bat <laughs> room uh there were some bat gadgets in this movie uh justin i think you have a list
2: i do i have a list of bat gadgets that were featured in this film so um i gotta give you all the gadgets and i'm gonna also include any of the vehicles or, or things that he uses so starting off we have the batmobile so this is the uh batmobile. i did
0: not see that where was that
2: you didn't see it okay all right it's it's very similar to uh, the <laughs> just whole animated series.
0: Batcave, Batcomputer, bat computer, <laughs> bat, Batmobile, Bat yep.
2: signal. All right, yep. there I, we go. I, <laughs>
0: bat yes. suit, utility kind belt.
2: <laughs> I'm not going with the bat suit, <laughs> but definitely utility belt. But um, we have the Batmobile, and it's similar to the uh, the new Adventures of Batman and Robin yes. version of it, as opposed to like the regular animated series. Very sleek design, but it had like some points on it. So it was kind of cool. Of course, it, the utility it, it belt.
0: Yeah, to like the, the, the slight Art Deco kind of thing.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah with those like lines.
0: Old school, futuristic. Like I, I, it was sharp. I liked. I liked it. Yeah, I, I feel like they stuck with the winning
2: design on this absolutely. one. Absolutely. So it's it's no um, Batman Forever, which is
0: probably my least favorite Batmobile. Yeah. I have I expected know. William Daniels to start talking to him while, while he was in the <laughs>
2: interior. Batman, I'm all around you. Hello,
0: hello, <laughs> hello Bruce.
1: I I, my, you're going to want to take that lift. Uh,
2: I did. The, I did have him as my GPS for a while. So.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, I was just gonna say I, I kind of dig the new Batmobile that's in the current run, uh, where Batman is no longer a billionaire; he's a millionaire, and uh, <gasps> yeah. So, so he he. Does he, he still so
0: retain stately Wayne Manor?
1: No, I don't manor. believe so. No, he, he oh, has man. a brownstone in Gotham, so. Uh, well, but,
0: finally, finally bringing him down to being a relatable millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, He's a dot-com
2: millionaire, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> oh, the bubble burst.
2: Would you like some more stock? <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, we just use it for napkins around here, so you just go nuts. Uh,
2: so this one does have a lot of elements of the animated series, and his grapnel gun that he uses is the exact one that they use in the animated series. Right, the one where it's just kind of like a square, and he he hits the the two wait there there's the camera. He hits the two sides of it with his fingers, so he has that. Um, there's a bat tracker that he uses, pulls out of his uh, utility belt, and he invites Harvey Dent to the warehouse with the money, from that. So and um, Harvey had a smartphone, which was interesting because that's the only sort of sign of the times that we had seen up until this point. Like you can buy that Batman has a, a computer and there's TVs and stuff like that, but no one really had those sort of cell phones until we saw that scene.
0: That was interesting. Yeah, I mean, look at look at how they contact uh, Jim Gordon at mm-hmm. home. I, mean,
2: I like that series, the Batman that they did in um, maybe the early two thousands, where he had like a palm pilot, and that was his bat signal. That was so, such, like, an interesting that, idea.
0: That dates that fucking cartoon more than if you had a goddamn rotary phone in it.
2: No, seriously, it does. Because you, you think about it, it's like you're still dealing with, you know, pre-cell phone era Batman. And that was, like, the last Dude, time.
0: Batman using a Palm Pilot. In, in yeah, fucking was. And he's just like, oh, man, I really wish I had a BlackBerry instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, that it slides was, out. That was the Batman, right?
0: It was, yeah. yeah. Yep. Was that Kevin Michael Richardson who did the voice uh-huh. of the Joker in that one? It was.
2: Yep, Kevin Michael Richardson and um, uh, Tom Kenny was doing the voice of uh, so SpongeBob SquarePants. You yeah, had doing the voice yeah. of uh, of uh, penguin, and
0: you know, it, it had some interesting thoughts. You know, it had um, some interesting thoughts.
2: <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, I enjoyed
0: it, how it thought it was going to be good. Well, then, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like I thought it would it, do better next season.
2: You you get into like the whole thing where it's like Harley Quinn eventually like starts chewing scenery and stuff, and it, it doesn't become about this and Robin's throwing out one liners, and it's like like all right, you know, it's it had, it had some cool stuff. Like Bane turns giant and red in it, and you're like, all right, this is new and interesting. Mister Freeze was like like an actual icicle type person. It was it was kind of wait wait hold
0: hold on wait 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 uh hold on so bane turns into fucking clifford the big red dog in this i'm just confused
2: gossamer is what i would say if you know gossamer from looney tunes yes yep yeah that's more of what he looks like gossamer
0: gossamer really that is (laughs) yes fucking why i don't get it
2: (laughs) it's all i'm saying is it's different it's it's an interesting concept um I didn't like how you, the Joker never wore shoes. You saying the
0: word interesting, and I feel like it means something different from the word that you're using. It means
2: I have an opinion, and <laughs> in my opinion. You're being
0: very diplomatic.
2: I am, yes. Hmm. So, Kevin Michael Richardson, if you're listening, that. put shoes on your Joker. I mean, just come on.
0: I don't think he was in charge of the animation. It was just the voice he was providing. I don't think you know he wasn't. (laughs) I mean, I'm fairly certain. The name on the screen. I'm like 99.8% on this one.
2: Uh, So we're in agreement. He should be wearing
0: shoes. (laughs) When I finish doing the voice, then I go in and start doing all the animation by hand. That's
2: why they take so long.
0: Yeah, let me tell you, kids. When somebody somebody offers you membership in the union. You fucking take it. <laughs> let this be
2: a cautionary tale. Oh, my
0: probably God. Probably like six
2: unions there. Um, so we had smoke bombs in Chinatown. We had a bat taser, which uh, looks like it came out of the uh, the actual uh, bat grapnel. We had uh, the arm bracers that he has with the little wings on him that he was using to block some knives. Uh, he did technically use a garbage can lid. So yeah. that... Uh, that was uh You're counting everything.
0: that as a fucking gadget. I'm I just
2: absolutely crazy. and um the last All one right. is the the razor battle batarangs that he throws and he actually uh sticks into the guy who he says, I thought you didn't hurt people. He's like, You heard you wrong. wrong, you thought exactly. Wrong. Yeah.
0: Like, that, right? My name is Jason Ackles, and I'm two inches away from the microphone.
1: <laughs> uh, uh that alleyway scene, the fight scene was really good. Completely different than the book.
0: I don't know um, anything, man. I swear to God. Swear yeah.
1: to me. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: they uh, went basically, with a completely that's basically different what angle. that was, though. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that was different. And also the uh, Joker uh, reveal that um, he entered the storyline as well.
2: Yep. Yep. And uh, maybe it's the appropriate time to talk about the Joker, but um, I thought he was really good. I liked I liked it. And there's been so many different Jokers. We just talked about Kevin Michael Richardson, but you've got um, Joker that was done by John DiMaggio, which from uh, Under the Red Hood, which was like kind of an understated performance for him. It's like this is really good in the small moments were we're really tight in that. And I thought that this Joker had a lot of really good small moments as well.
0: Yeah, I I think that uh, both Troy Baker and the writers of this adaptation, they um they have a clear grasp on the voice of the Joker. I don't I don't mean the sound, you know, like Troy Baker, you know, trying to sound like the Joker slash Mark Hamill. I mean specifically the voice of the character. He mm-hmm. you know he is somebody who is actually supposed to be delighted at the humor that only he sees in a situation, like. And that's the fucked up thing is like if they can convey it in such a way where they actually have you laugh alongside the Joker because you you can see yourself how just utterly ridiculous a particular situation is that he's in or caused or what have you. uh, That's that's a tough balancing act, I think, to pull off, especially like in a in a medium outside of comic books. Um, And they did very well in this movie. Like this felt very authentically like the Joker. Yeah, I agree more so than it has in a very long time. That's what I'm I'm saying.
2: Like even Batman under the red hood, where you, you have this nuanced sort of character and he's, he's giving you so much. He's like, Oh, did I remember killing you? You know, and you got John DiMaggio doing it. It's like, wow. This was really good, but it's like I thought this version blew that away. I just I really liked it.
1: Yeah, and especially like uh the scene where he's playing the uh the Grinch was just awesome.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely
1: and uh you know I, I like that they didn't tone it down, uh the airplane scene where, you know, he just he killed everybody in the in the hangar, even the stewardess and everything. It's uh mm-hmm. You would think that for like a cartoon, they would like lighten up. Uh, uh, they, That's a
2: good point. They didn't pull yeah. their punches on well, that.
0: Well, I mean, at, at this point too, I mean, it's a direct-to-video, like you know, more like closer to what a cinematic release would be. Like this is the kind of thing that they, you know, three years ago would have put into theaters for like a week at yeah. the same time. I did, time yeah,
2: I did see "Rain time. and Fall of the Superman" in um, in theaters together. So, yeah, so did I.
0: So did I. Um, And a killing joke. I actually saw in the theaters as well. Yeah. I also saw that disappointment in theaters. I mean, it had, it had some good, interesting things in it, you know, it's, um, Oh my God. I absolutely adored when the uh, end credits started so I could fucking leave. I thought the the killing joke (laughs)
2: aspects of it that they did like the
0: parts from the the book. I thought the parts where they actually did the killing joke story were great. But well, then if you, if you all take out like the, the Batgirl bullshit Batgirl that they made stuff, up and yeah. had Barbara fuck Batman, No, amazing. they didn't make
2: that up. You know where they got that from? All-Star not Batman. The fucking
0: killing joke. Yeah. No, they <laughs> got that from
2: All-Star Batman and Robin, the the Frank Miller uh, Yeah, yeah, atrocity. but
0: it, it's still it's still made yeah. up bullshit. Like it's it's not the killing joke, you know? No, and No,
2: it, it's it's like adding something extra into there and you're like, it's
0: "Gross. This... It's so gross." Like, "No." Uh-uh. Nope. Nah. But then
2: then um, after that, didn't we get Harley Quinn, where Harley Quinn has sex with Nightwing?
0: Yeah, also yep. kind of fucked up. But there's a little bit <laughs> yeah, of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's kind of fucked up yeah. because of the fact that it's not totally fucked up. Nightwing is... N- Neither one of them, to one another, Nightwing and Harley Quinn, are any kind of like paternal or authoritative figure. All right? Barbara is younger than Bruce... And Bruce is very well aware of the fact that this is Barbara Gordon, the daughter of his friend slash ally, Commissioner Jim Gordon. That's not the kind of shit that would go down. Like he would, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, Barbara's that's.
2: One of his that is not kids, a Batman man. thing. That's uh, that only happened that. in Thrill Killer sixty seven.
0: So. It was horrendous i i honestly was sitting like my wife dara loves the story of the killing joke she loves batgirl loves batgirl and she she adores the comic book by alan moore and we went to go see the killing joke in the theater and when we walked out she was like what the fuck did i just see and i was like "Beats me it was killing joke esque. i guess that's the best i can say like quasi killing joke did you enjoy the parts of the killing joke that were the killing joke and then hate the parts of the Killing Joke that weren't the Killing Joke, and she just genuinely, absolutely hated that they had Batman and Barbara sleep together in a fucking. Roof yeah,
2: it's it's out of character. Absolutely, it's it it was it was a big misstep. It was gross,
0: dude. Like, nah, yeah. yeah, man. Like he's a mentor of hers. Like
2: you see the age gap
0: figure, too? but she yeah. If you she, look at it now, like her in this film. You know, look at the age gap. She she's
2: not even like nine or something, and he's like clearly like he's like twenty nine or thirty or something at this point. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. Gross. Did um did we get to talk at all about Catwoman, um, and the late Naya Rivera?
1: Uh we did not.
2: They uh, there's a dedication in this for Naya Rivera who actually passed away last summer. Um she was um if anybody had watched Glee, she was um uh, what was her name? Santana, Santana on Glee. She had done the voice work for Selena Kyle slash Catwoman in this, and this is um, on IMDb um, listed as her final project that she had worked on.
0: The, was she the Was she the actress who um, was out on a boat with her like she was. three or four year old and and drowned?
2: She saved, uh, yeah, she saved him from a riptide yeah, current or something they found in that.
0: Him in the boat, yep, and yeah, and, 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 and this
2: was probably filmed shortly before that happened. Yeah, that's, so. Uh, it's an absolute shame. I thought she brought a lot to the character. I thought that Catwoman was a, a really good foil in this. I liked the dynamic that they had. I feel like it's a lot closer to where we are in the comics with them now. And I'm, I'm like, I just like this. Because Catwoman is such a huge fixture of the story. Like the revenge aspect. And, and it goes so much deeper as, as you get into her...
0: freezing in the middle oh. of a sentence. Yeah.
1: You can get to be... the... Oh, we lost you, Justin. You there? Jeez. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hey.
2: All right. Sorry about that.
1: That's okay.
2: Um you, you even get to the point where you find out that uh the scratches on Carmine's face were from Catwoman. Yeah. So it's it's so deep to have like a really good Catwoman in here.
0: Yes. And I I mean I I can't stress enough I I I absolutely just love Catwoman woman as you know just a highly skilled cat burglar who is clearly a lot of times maybe too smart for even her own good mm-hmm. and you can see it's palpable why bruce and she are both attracted to one another uh that's a chemistry that i think can be very diff- difficult to pull off uh, i was not convinced of it in the dark knight rises um i almost Think that it was okay in Batman Returns. I just don't think Tim Burton is the right person for such a story beat. Um, Gotham he's... by Gaslight got it right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. The um the new uh and, and I know this is this is just um, a money making scheme, but uh the Fortnite Batman storyline that's going on right now.
2: I heard that book is awesome.
1: It, it's really good, but obviously you know Fortnite. You know it's it's uh there's like a uh a DLC get with each issue and stuff like that. But it starts off that there's essentially just nobody can talk to each other. You know, it's just Batman with his thoughts. And he can't, because he's stuck in the video game, he can't talk with the Catwoman. But there's such a chemistry between the two that they eventually end up working with each other. And that's how they find out how to get out because he wants to save her from this universe. You know, and the book. universe like <laughs> resets like every 20 minutes, like the video game. Uh, and you know, the whole thing's about him like uh, uh, writing notes to himself, you know, because his memory resets every 20 minutes, too.
2: Like memento.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ah. Don't believe his lies.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, all he has is his training and he realizes that he's he's a good fighter and he just he realizes that there's a chemistry between the two of them.
2: Does he still have the urge to not kill people or does that not even matter since he's in a video game?
1: Uh, No, you have to urge to kill. You have to kill in order to get out. Oh, okay. So you have to actually be the um, the final survivor.
2: That's how it was in Batman Judge Dredd, but he still didn't do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh... (laughs) it was was a different it's
2: the it's the Carl Urban version so
0: damn it Jim (laughs) I am the law damn it Jim
1: Uh, but it's a good read uh, I think the might be the last issue, or they might be coming up to the last issue soon. (laughs) I just saw previews that they
2: had like the second issue or something like that, and I've heard nothing but good stuff about that book. And it has to be great, because you're starting off with something that I feel so many people are polarized on. You either love Fortnite, or you just hate it. I hate it.
0: (laughs) Or you don't know a fucking thing
2: about it. And here's Brendan with the ambivalence report. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well,
1: you know, I just know Yeah, that... the
0: ambivalence report So, Brandon, how do you feel about this video game? Eh. Well, there <laughs> it is, folks You heard it here first <laughs>
1: <laughs> But you've heard of it, though, right? Yeah
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's the type of game that, you know Like, I don't know anything about it But I've heard of it
0: I know, I know uh... that kids, like kids love it copying the dance moves from it and shit mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah the uh the flossing thing was yep. was big oh 2019 but
2: this is this is a great way to get new people interested in the character by exposing him to something like this
0: yeah, yeah. and
2: if it's good you know then even better
0: <laughs> yeah you know we, we <laughs> were talking that about icing on the cake well i if mean it's, it's good
2: <laughs> dude I, I gotta tell you there's I two like different that's versions. where they should
0: start we have a good idea <laughs> for why this would work don't hey here's an idea. Now make it <laughs> yeah. good. Nah man, it's well, one of the What about these
2: crossovers, right? Like I there's two different versions of Batman and Daredevil crossovers out there. One is god awful. It is horrible, just really bad. And then there's the second one where it's like, "Oh, okay. They've they've got who the characters are. This makes sense." And the it's, it's just like when they think we're just going to throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks and all that. It's it's not always a great idea. The only option they have with something like Fortnite is making it exceptional. That's the only option they have with this.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it, it could have been just a money grab. They could have just, you know, threw Batman in it, threw the different characters into it, gave a mediocre, uh, mediocre storyline. But like the know, future
2: quests. <laughs> yeah. Actually, those were good, but I, but, but I mean, I mean, my, you it's know, in my
0: oh my god pile. <laughs> have you read that? <laughs> you know, it's in my pile of of. How the fuck am I ever going to read all these comic books?
1: Comic books. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the DLC, you know, that was a thing that was, you know, why people scammered for it, the first one. Um, but you, so you figure... can get a
2: Batman skin, right? by uh, yeah. and, and download that. So yep.
1: <laughs> you get Batman
0: skin. Mm-hmm.
2: Amazing. This is just Ooh, a big a, bat person. This, uh,
0: this 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 game sounds a little darker than I had, <laughs> I had anticipated in this conversation. Guys,
2: can I can I come clean
0: about <laughs> yeah. something here? I, I feel like I have to come you're, clean. You're, it, since did you say about... fat person or bat person? I said bat person. <laughs> wonderful. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I exactly. bought the special edition
2: back in twenty eleven. I bought the special edition Green Lantern so I could get the uh Sinestro Corpse Batman skin for Arkham City.
0: Okay. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Wait, if you get yeah. the Batman skin for Sinestro Corps, do you get the fucking ring and fly around too? Because if not. You don't for fly,
2: that. but you do leave like a yellow aftertrail wherever you go. Like, of like a I Yeah, like I can do that on a full ladder,
0: man. I don't need a fucking skin on a video game to do that. <laughs> well, that's that. the
2: second skin that I got. I got <laughs> Batman Beyond from. This uh, is drinking... Batman
0: pee Pants.
2: Yeah. She's I got the, the Batman Beyond one from drinking like, like monster energy drinks or some sh- <laughs>
1: Uh, did we lose Justin again?
0: I think we did. What, oh, oh shit, Batman? Yeah, I'm trying to. Try... Oh, what? Uh, yep. Shway. Oh, it's so yeah, shway. Sh- <laughs>
1: uh, well, I, I know we went a little off track, but uh, but Batman, so, <laughs> yeah, it's still Batman, yeah. Batman, uh, so, uh, long Halloween part one. Um, you know, over in the splash pages, we do uh, 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 we do um, what comic what books?
0: You do a weekly reading of we do a weekly reading. Arts. My mind
1: is totally mush right now.
0: Uh, we do uh, a uh, a rating system. Yeah, yeah,
1: crowbars for the rating system. Oof. yeah, that was uh, Velvet Jesus Joker. He came up Christ.
0: with that. <laughs> fucking out of how many? Uh, five. One out of five. Feels like one would still do the trick, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
2: his hand gets slick and. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't. I can't use this one, Hal's. It's got my hand sweat all over it. <laughs> Get me another from the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's got blood on it. It's his blood. You just bloodied it. That my actually, statement stands.
2: <laughs> that that's that's kind of like a statement that you made right there, right out of the Three Jokers book, which we will have to cover on this. Yes,
0: that is such a weird fucking story, man. What a, what a way to tell a story without telling a fucking story. <laughs> Great job. That's, that's true. I mean, it's there like are eating aspects of air that for lunch. Like, mm, that was, that was such a good air sandwich. What it tastes like. It was, it was light. It was airy. Oh, good call. That's yeah, because it was fucking nothing. It was something to fucking do for like a few weeks. I got to the, I got to the last book and finished it. I'm like, what the fuck did I just read? Hey, guys, there are three Jokers, but now there's not. Or is there? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck well, you, I... Jeff Johns. Fuck you, DC. Fuck everybody who fucking <laughs> gave everyone a thumbs up and an okay sign on this. Like, this is the next big thing, Jeffy. You got to do it. Nope, 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 nope.
2: That's going to be a lively one, I can tell. Or, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, so. Yeah, yeah. same here.
1: I enjoyed I, yeah. it.
2: But we're, yeah. I mean, that's Maybe the I thing. Need that's to
0: reread it. I don't know. I mean, or, I will reread that, it, obviously. Yeah. Um, here's
2: the thing. Gilda is the third Joker.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be better than the fucking ending we got. Ending we got in the other one. You know, like, I, I honestly, I got to the last issue. And, like, by the time you finish up, I really just, I, I half expected the fucking Batman 66 voice to pop up. <laughs> How do you half that. expect something? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm just, it's just a turn of phrase. <laughs> How do you turn a phrase?
2: That that that's actually a callback to a conversation we had before we started recording yeah. this
0: episode. <laughs>
2: that's why I love about podcasting. I just,
0: so. I just, you know, like, I got to the end of it and I really just thought for for a second I was going to hear, "Ooh, will this be the end of multiple jokers throughout the timeline and multiverse?" Who knows right now? Tune in next time. Same stupid fucking story channel. <laughs> Same stupid fucking story time.
2: It, I I love it yeah. because you you think the the way that you think is so opposite the way that I thought about it. And I mean that's that's really well, a value you add mean, for a conversation
0: negatively versus positively. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean that's a thing we too. Quite when, we a have charge these characters, that.
2: when we have these characters that we like, you know, are we looking at them through rose colored glasses? So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely valid of you to Wait, say. Did you just
0: ask if you're did you just ask and then answer your question? Like are we doing it? Yes. Well it
2: was rhetorical. Oh, well,
0: so. well then <laughs> uh, fuck that. I mean I guess we don't need to do an episode on it. Well question asked question answered Really crushing those topics already. Well, you know, it's...
1: So one thing, uh, I admit I have not read a ton of Batman. I mean, I've read a lot, but there's a lot of key storylines that I've How I, do I don't you know. feel
0: about scenes where women and their pearl necklaces get laid to waste in dark alleys? Because if you like them... is this easy Top fan. What do you expect? for a real <laughs> fucking treat. Just, just letting you know.
1: Well, what, what I'm saying is, you know... You get different views, you know, and, uh, you know, three Jokers, you know, I definitely enjoyed. Got a little confused because at the same time, there was also the Joker War going on.
2: At the same time, yeah. Yeah. And, which was yeah. like,
1: why did you have to do both of those at the same time?
2: And not to be confused with the War of uh, the Riddler and the Joker, which happened, you know, about a year before that. So,
1: War of Jokes and Riddles.
2: Yeah, Jokes and
0: Riddles. I am fucking. I did read that and I didn't care about it, but I still remember the goddamn title. Only it's all about liked, kite man, dude.
2: The only it's thing about I liked kite in man. the
0: past few years was, was Detective Comics. Like I've I just loved all that shit with the the Belfry that Tim set up and shit. Like oh god, that was like everything I wanted. Ba- I wanted Batman comics to be for so long. It's it we, we so need much to sense. have a
2: whole episode on Clayface from that run. Oh of my god, uh, Detective exa- Comics. that yeah. right
0: there, man. That's what I wanted Batman to do forever. Like dude, that's, that's great that you fucking stop crime, but like, what about fucking recidivism, man? Like, you know, some of these people, like, shit happened to them, and it's not their fault, you know? And Clayface is a great example of that, and somebody who genuinely needed the help, and while that story was going on, was grateful for it. Didn't you think know? about
2: how you were talking about your love of Cassandra Kane, That comes into play with the, oh the Clayface. God. That's such an important aspect of that, right? That,
0: like, I'm not gonna lie, like, throughout Throughout Detective Comics, that that whole run, uh, the relationship between the friendship between Cassandra Kane, Orphan, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yeah, yep, and uh, Clayface or, or um, uh, it, Basil or, Carlo, Basil, yeah, thank you. I always go to say Boris Karloff because that's obviously. I you know, mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, but you know the the friendship that they develop and how they you know like the best relationships, working relationships, friendships romantic relationships they fill gaps and they actually make one another better and and help one another out and it was like really heartening to see um because i I feel like it's really easy in batman stories batman comics to kind of focus on the the fucking whack job of the week or whatever the overarching like big bad is doing for like these three or four or six issues or whatever Whereas we were allowed to see so much character development over the course of of that series for so long and watch this unit actually like bond and and become like solidified that by the time that they like dispelled all of it, like it was enough to like push me away and be like, oh, well, if you're not doing that anymore, I'm not reading Detective Comics.
2: Well, they did it. They did it naturally, too, by having um, Kate Kane, Batwoman kind of fuck everything up. You know. yeah
0: yeah I mean i I could I could see like why why it happened within but I mean I knew just because I am a comic book fan a lot We can't time have nice things day, yeah. That it was something that was different from the status quo, so eventually it was going to be wiped out and returned right back to the status quo. That's what happens in comic books because so many fans legitimately cannot handle the characters that they like getting older and and you know passing the torch and shit like that. It's like that's one of the reasons why I thought um, Wally West was one of my all time favorite characters was because Barry Allen died and he became the flash. And that's the way it fucking was like, he was the third generation of that fucking hero at that point. It's very like the Phantom esque, you know, very, very quasi Lee Falk. He did
2: pass on the ring. So it is like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which, you know, and Lee Falk is you know, fun comic book history. He's the reason why Batman uh, doesn't have um, fucking pupils. Uh, in oh, that makes sense. Shit. Lee Falk yeah. designed the Phantom Domino mask, and that's the first time you like you don't see a comic book character with with pupils. It's just white. Oh wow! He based the idea off of old busts from ancient Rome. Uh, if you look at those statues and old busts, you see like they don't you know they have blank eyes. Yeah. And he thought like, well, that's just how they made statues. What he didn't realize, and a lot of people don't still, um, is they painted the eyes on to Roman statues. And so over the centuries, the paint faded away. So by the time he saw it, it was just it was a beautifully carved piece of stone. But that's it. And so he was like, oh, that'd be a really great look for for a character. And that's what he did. And Batman pulled from the Phantom and Zorro and, you know, the shadow, any number of, you know, pulp heroes and what and comic strip heroes. Uh, but that is a direct line from Leafop to to Batman and it's all because of the fucking the eyeballs. I mean it's great over the years that they've adapted that and now it's like starlight lenses that's why you can't see his eyes yeah. and shit. Like that's a that's a pretty good like reverse engineered explanation. Well they you know? they
2: talk about that too like in in uh specifically Batman talks about his pupils and how he likes it because that way no one can see where he's looking. And he's he's mentioned that in, like, several books. So
0: Unless he has to turn because uh, the cowl doesn't allow for him to move his neck. So then he has to do this.
2: Well, if it's Michael Keaton, then yes.
0: Or so. George Clooney or Val Kilmer. I don't recognize that that first name you just said. Fair enough. I don't enough. recognize <laughs> You better recognize Val Kilmer, though, because up until Ben Affleck. I
2: love Val Kilmer, dude. I love him. Absolutely.
0: I, 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 I think he was the best Bruce Wayne i mean not not up that's not, like at that point in time i mean at that point in time he's awesome I, I think he, he is, is the best awesome Bruce Wayne, uh and, I, and that that's
2: a movie that we should cover sometime absolutely because there's a batman lot in forever oh yeah I'll, I'll, soundtrack I'll, I'll, video yeah.
1: game everything well yeah. you know that's the great thing about it is you know i want us to cover all things batman you know it's, yeah it's, it's not up just up a that. comic but it's just you know i did movie. mention the
2: terrible batmobile from that movie but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a fun one to cover. So, yeah. cuz they are talking about uh release the uh the Schumacher cut and Schumacher, I don't know if that's yeah, ever going to yeah.
1: happen. It, it, yeah, uh Please. Kevin Smith calls it the uh was it 20,000 cut?
2: Yeah. Oh, has he seen
1: it? Uh no, 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 because uh, I uh, is it 20,000? Something like Schumacher like bragged that he's slept with 20,000 people.
2: Oh, okay. Wow.
0: I don't know what that has to do with Batman Forever, but...
2: Hopefully they were not lost boys.
0: Uh, no, they weren't lost.
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was Brain Singer. <laughs> it's
0: the one thing I always hated about Santa Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what all the vampires that's a great
2: freaking lost boys reference
0: just a a fucking line of line of fucking dripping assholes that Joel Schumacher fucked yeah (laughs)
2: all all of our all of our listeners now are going to check IMDb They're like oh shit he did direct that movie
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like the billionth fucking time like I'll say this till I'm blue in the face and go ahead and fact check me on this but the most successful well okay let me rephrase some of the most entertaining, yes, some of the most entertaining movies from Warner Brothers based on comic book properties such as Superman, Batman, and the like, uh, they all have been done successfully by horror-slash-thriller filmmakers.
2: Yeah, the late Richard Donner.
0: Yeah. Richard Donner, who just passed away. Yeah. He is the progenitor of what we think of as the superhero movie. Every single origin movie for a superhero you've ever seen is based off of Superman the movie. Kevin Feige literally has everyone in a production, cast and crew, watch Superman the movie right before they start shooting. You know, it all goes down to, like, Richard Donner saying, like, verisimilitude. If you believe it, if you make it truthful on the screen... No matter how ridiculous it may seem, like a man in blue tights with a red cape flying around saving the world, if you treat it seriously, then the audience will too. And that's what a lot of horror directors do. They focus on the character and the execution. And don't worry so much about the money because they're used to working with with finite resources. Yeah, absolutely. And the creativity is through the roof, and some of the names that you've seen on DC uh, superhero properties is you know it's amazing. I mean, Richard Donner, Wes Craven directed Swamp Thing. Then um, Adrian
2: Barbeau, who Adri- came back, she came back to from Swamp Thing. She came back to be uh, Catwoman.
0: Adrian Barbeau yeah okay. oh she do the voice of Catwoman. she Woman? did the voice of catwoman yeah, okay, in the
2: animated yeah. series
0: yeah you just threw me off so hard i was like what how did i miss adrian barbeau here's the Cat thing
2: Woman? when i said the name i could see his i could see him thinking of the one scene that i was thinking of from
0: <laughs> something some <laughs> so, yeah um, yeah exactly I'm like wait a minute uh okay i mean okay but okay but uh yeah, and then you you start moving forward. You have you have Tim Burton, who's obviously not like full blown horror, but you know Batman. He's close, yeah. Brought it brought it to a, a much darker, grittier place. You know, try to remove it from the 1966 show, where you know, as far as the zeitgeist was concerned, still was just a joke. Um, Batman, the character that is, it was a joke. And um, even moving past Tim Burton in the that series of Batman movies. Joel Schumacher was known for you know The Lost Boys and Flatliners both horror movies. Um then you move to Chris Nolan who did um Memento and the even Brian Singer I mean he start he he did fucking Apt Pupil and shit. Yep. And and in his in his one of the two screenwriters for Superman Returns is Michael Doherty, who ended up writing and directing Trick or Treat which is a Perennial hot Halloween favorite for a lot of people, myself included. Um, and then I mean Patty Jenkins did Monster, Zack Snyder did uh Dawn of the Dead. You know, it's it's when And then Army
2: of the Dead, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Army of the Dead. Whoa.
2: (laughs) I think we've already covered that.
0: Such a good movie. (laughs) That's a good point.
2: Did uh did you want to go back to our um are our ratings for this or do you find that superfluous at this point like
1: uh well um i think well part of me thinks that maybe we keep the crowbar with uh with splash pages but we can do the crowbar here or we could do something else um
2: do you want to do like a check it out type thing like um like would would you recommend it to someone i you know um because that's that's like a 50 50 shot of either you like it or you
1: don't that's easy enough yeah yeah, you know. Yeah, let's do that. You could call it
0: the, you know, call it the two-faced coin flip. That's you're, a that's really right good, mind. dude.
2: Yeah. So good side, that bad side. That one's for free. Nice.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe I can get like animation of a coin yeah. flip with uh...
2: That's oh, that's that's pretty smart. Yeah, I yeah. like that. So let's see, good side, bad side. Yep, yeah, So this came up as a uh, Rhode Island. So.
0: <laughs> the bad side. Got uh, well, <laughs> holy crap lois
1: yeah <laughs> crippy's a crapple <laughs> uh so uh justin uh what, what what would you give this
2: i'm giving it a good side i i liked it um there's there's some things about it that are that are not perfect and um I think the animation's good. I wish the style was a bit closer towards the, the Tim Sale style, but I really liked the uh, version of Joker in this. I love Solomon Grundy any way I can see him. I think that the Batman was a really good version, and he he looks the part, and, and uh, I really like the Catwoman, so I'm, I'm going to say good side for this.
1: Awesome. Brandon...
0: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say good or shiny side of the coin uh, f- for this one as well. Um, <clears throat> I was I was impressed with more so than I thought I was going to be uh, honestly with Jensen Ackles as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I wasn't quite sure how that was going to play, um, but he, he did. He did a really good job. Uh, I really liked uh, the presentation of Jim Gordon in this a lot. Uh, I, I I feel like he sometimes gets short shrift in some of these stories, and to really drive home the dynamic between he and and Batman and Harvey, like show how that that triangle of friendship, like how it affects. The situation that they're dealing with within you know these murders and what have you like it's it's an interesting dichotomy um but i I mean i'm i'm cautiously optimistic for the second part um because however that plays out will undoubtedly affect how i revisit this movie and and may very well change my opinion i don't know
1: okay uh, and, uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to give this a shiny side of the coin as well. Uh, I really enjoyed this. And like I said, I, I watched this before I read the book and, but it drove me to read the book, uh, which is worlds better. Uh, but yeah, I, I still recommend, uh, you to definitely check it out and, uh, yeah. Excellent. So I, I think, uh, I think that was a good first, uh, first issue or zero issue. I don't know
2: check out our origin story check
0: out the proto episode
1: <laughs> uh so uh next time we're gonna be uh i think we'll do a, a deeper dive into what we want to cover for the series um maybe we'll do um uh start off with uh you know first issue of, of uh of batman um i don't know Oh, if like
2: detective 27 or something yeah interesting because then um you know we, we kind of get like a whole different view of the character than
0: what we normally look at
1: yeah, and it hey, could bring um, in some discussion of um, uh, Bill Finger also. So,
0: well, uh, okay, here, here, oh, nice. I
1: was actually just gonna bring that up. Um,
0: I know, I know a guy like um, where, I, I mean, we're friends, not like close friends. Um, he's a he's a, a playwright uh, and screenwriter uh, in Rhode Island. His name is uh, Leonard Schwartz, Lenny Schwartz. And he uh, actually wrote a play about Bill Finger called Co-Creator. Oh. Um, and I never got a chance to see it. I mean, it fucking it sucked. Because I was telling um, Alex Steven Senzo uh, when we first started hanging out, became friends a few years back. And I was just like, oh, you know, it's really interesting, like, the story of Bill Finger. Because, like you know, I'm am a I'm a fucking old school comic book nerd. And it's one of those things up until recently, like, only old school comic book nerds knew the story of Bill Finger. Like... The fact that the industry term, like, I feel like I'm getting fingered here. It's not dirty. Like, it was people saying, like, you guys are trying to fuck me out of my creation. Um, You know, and uh, breaking it down, like, for, for my buddy Alex, like, you know, think of Batman. What's the cool stuff you know about Batman? Like, who's some of the coolest villains that you think of when you think of Batman? All right, all that cool stuff, Bill Finger invented that. That is Bill Finger. Bob Kane Basically showed up at Bill Finger's fucking you know one room studio and was like I I need help designing this thing it could be good and Bill Finger took it and he's like oh well here's your problem this sucks and then just like drew it himself <laughs> you know and it's like Bob's like oh so if he's you know if he's gonna fight crime at night don't wear the bright red suit got it you know like but. He, uh, he ended up uh, writing this play about Bill Finger, and um, he was actually uh, one of the people that they went to for the Hulu documentary, Batman and Me. Nice. Yeah, that was um, so good. Yeah, he uh, he is one of the people that they went to for some resources on it. They actually give him – he's in the credits, uh, special thanks and stuff. Uh, he's a member of Powers Combined, And cool. uh, he would uh, – I would imagine that he would absolutely – Love to come on and talk about Bill Finger. Oh, that'd be awesome.
2: Him. That's a that's a really uh, really great idea.
0: He also just just so you know too, not that it's Batman related, but he also wrote a play which I did see and it was it was really good about Steve Ditko and it's called Ditko and it's all about you know like how you know he was kind of a nerdy science um, science loving Peter Parker type as a kid. And uh, he gravitated towards, you know, art and he drew upon his own experiences when it came time to do Spider-Man. And then he just got more and more mired into the whole fucking Ayn Rand objectivism shit. And (laughs) he fucking he fucked himself right out of the comic book industry. Like objectivism is so fucking obtuse as it is. But like, I just don't get how you would want to work in superhero comics and still say, like, objectivism is, like, a completely, like, legitimate thing. Like, he he actually, like, got into fucking full-blown fights because they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, his character's a reformed criminal, and then he'd start making it a philosophical thing and be like, oh, well, there's no such thing. And they'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, he's a reformed criminal. And they're like, no, nope, once you're a criminal, you're a criminal, that's it. And he's like, no, man, people rehabilitate and reform. He's like, no, no, people don't. If they were a criminal before, they're always a criminal. they will be a criminal again. Like, uh, Steve, no. that's That's not what we're trying to teach kids here. Like, when we... Sounds to me like you're teaching kids the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, well, get the fuck out. <laughs> and that was pretty much that. He fucking fucked himself out of the comics industry. He self-published a comic book for years called Mr. A, which was actually uh, a large part of the uh, Alan Moore's inspiration for Rorschach uh, in Watchmen. Uh-huh. Mr. A is, it's A is A. That's objectivism. Like, a thing is always what it is. And like Mister A was always just like you know straightforward you know you know just uh no no questions about anything it's black and white and that's it no no room for gray. Uh, well, you're
2: was, you're hitting on the uh, on the Charlton aspect of it as well. So yeah,
0: oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he worked for Charlton uh, for for a while, and uh, it just got to the point where he w- he got too extreme in his views, and you know, like he was he was more adherent to this. Fucking quote unquote philosophy that Anne Rand was pushing, and by the way, he was friends with Anne Rand. He met her and continued like a years long friendship with her because of uh, his um, you know being so enamored of. Did, the idea did we of-
2: all have to read Anthem in high school? No, you didn't. Oh, no. you didn't have to read it. So we had to read Anthem in high school, not Atlas Shrugged or anything like that. My kids just read it and they're like, "Dad, what the hell is this?" And I'm like, "Yes, garbage." That is how you should feel after reading yeah,
0: this. Correct, little one. I'm like, correct. the
2: virtuous street sweeper is going to save the day, you know? And it's like, no.
0: But uh, I, I tell you, though, uh, Lenny, Lenny Schwartz, though, he researches the hell out of this shit. And he is cool. a big comic book nerd, too. And uh, when I, I, I you know, he's in Rhode Island. And I went to check out Rise, which he he does down there. And um, they did a great job. It's a small Rhode Island, small small, small production house that they did it out of, but um, it was great. And I, I so desperately want to see Co-Creator in the worst way, but it was really cool to see like he was able to play a part in Bill Finger's family finally like fighting and winning to get his name uh, included alongside Bob Kane's.
2: That's awesome. That that would be really, really just like an important show to do. I think.
0: Uh, what day is Batman Day?
2: Uh, it's usually the twenty-first of September. I don't know what it is. This it, it it does move slightly.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. Keep track of it because um, you know, around that time that might be that might be fun, or maybe try to find a date that maybe has some significance. Eighteenth this year. Yep. So 18th. it's
2: eighteenth.
0: Uh, you could do that, or you could, or you could try to find a date that might have some significance to like Bill Finger. Okay. in in, in conjunction with Batman, and that would maybe tie in a bit more. Because I don't know what else, if you have like a kind of more bombastic... Uh, show Central idea for like a Batman Day that that might make more sense, especially like first time around.
1: Okay, sounds good. Well,
0: uh... or you can just tell me to go fuck myself. It's 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 all gravy. Wait, let
2: me Dude. let me flip the Dude. coin. <laughs> <laughs> well, they it
0: well, Brandon. It looks like it's on the Mar side, so yeah. go fuck yourself.
1: You know we're we're in this together, and I'm so glad that you guys are are joining me on this journey. So it's uh. You'll be my Batman guides into uh, a broader, broader knowledge. Perfect. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Brandon, where do you like people interacting with you on the socials?
0: On the socials, uh, you can come on over to the Powers Combine Facebook group. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of guys and gals there, uh, just a lot of geeks like having good conversations, sharing funny memes. Asking questions, uh, recommendations, maybe just trying to get info on characters they're interested in. And the number one rule is: don't be a jerk. If you if you are, if you if you say jerky things, if you just not even acting, if you just are a jerk, don't be a jerk. Uh, you will get booted. And uh, you know it doesn't take much to be nice on the internet. Just don't say something if you have nothing nice to say. And uh, other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon's Powers and on Instagram at This Brandon Has Powers. And um, aside from this show, I am also uh, on The Dorkening on uh, Wednesday nights every week. Sounds
1: good. Justin.
2: I had to look up my Instagram. Uh... Just then, to to, (laughs) you can you can find me on Instagram at jboostergold. Um, You can find me on um, Facebook in the Epic Shells Facebook group. It's a group completely uh, devoted to Ninja Turtles. I believe you're both members, so Mm -hmm. I usually do kick around in the Powers Combined. You'll you'll find me in there usually. um, Yeah,
0: uh, occasionally.
2: Yeah, uh, occasionally during the day.
0: I looked up trends earlier today, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, fucking occasionally. Yeah, Leo. He's the third fucking name from. I oh uh, probably man, you know like the fucking group. I'm not even trying. Five hundred like twenty-five fucking members, and like number three with a bullet.
2: Yeah, fucking Yeah. Justin. What can I'm I like, say? Oh. I
0: like. I like the page. What isn't. Justin himself, Mister L. Cooper Cabra.
2: Yep, that's me, sucking blood from goats.
0: <laughs> that's that's right. They call me the goat sucker because I I suck the goats. Wait, is that <laughs> the animal? Are you saying I give blowjobs to the greatest of all time? Hey, you know what? Don't answer. I'm fine either way. I <laughs> <laughs> wrote that, James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it sound Don't don't no, research that. A... <laughs> no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Do a different James James this... Woods reference. Uh, uh ooh piece of candy. There we go.
2: <laughs> this man blows goats. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good direction. I like that we went there. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the dork night, everybody. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that concludes the dork night. I want to thank everybody for watching or listening. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true. Could be not. But more importantly, I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. And I want you to follow these awesome people. You know, go to Powers Combined. Uh, go to Epic Shells. And, you know, Justin and Brandon are the best. And I run a little thing called the uh, the Dorkening Podcast Network, which uh, we have almost 40 shows on the network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff and uh with that we'll catch you guys later bye